This is Confessions of a Former Mean Girl with Serena Myers. I'm a master transformation mentor and shadow guide, and I work with heart-centered, high-achieving women who are on the journey to becoming the truest version of themselves, which is only possible by first accepting all that they are. This podcast explores the lessons I've learned from my bad decisions so you can feel better about yours. It's normal to be a messy human, so let's talk about it. Hey friend, welcome back to today's episode of Confessions of a Former Mean Girl. I am really excited about today's topic because, first of all, I don't remember where I learned it. (laughs) It's something that has become so intrinsic in how I view the world and how I actually explore my past, my hurt, my shame, all of that kind of stuff that I know is really helpful. I've actually had students come back to me and say like, hey, remember when you taught me about this? Like that blew my mind. So I wish I could tell you where the original source came from because I did not make that up. Let me just be really clear. What I'm about to share with you did not come from me. But um, this little way of viewing the world is a game changer. Let's just call it what it is. So we're going to call this concept, this strategy, it's a three-parter. It's called the facts, the feelings, and the story. Now, I want to do a little bit of a preface before we get too far with this, because if we are deeply in our hurt, sometimes even the most intentioned, best intentioned advice can actually be really triggering, can cause more harm than we're already in. So if you are someone who is in deep processing of something hard or traumatic and it's not resolved yet, do not use this tool. This is for lower stake stuff, day-to-day inconveniences, or stuff from the past that you have a degree of healing from, a, a degree of closure. And it's really important that if you you know, are deeply in your trauma, that you're being supported by the right people, and a podcast is not the place for that. So the second preface I want to begin with is this. Your feelings, regardless of how they came to be, regardless of what influenced them or made them big or small or whatever, your feelings, however you're feeling them, are valid. All of them. The reason we are going to do this exploration is not to shame you for feeling a particular way or to judge you for having a particular emotional response. We are having this exploration because oftentimes our feelings are really trapping and they hold us and they keep us stuck. And we create these stories, which we're going to explore in just a second. We create them and they have long-term impact, like years, years, sometimes decades, sometimes the entire lifetime of loss, of things that we could be doing in ways that we could be showing up in the world, but we aren't because this one truth that we have created, this one, it's not really a truth, this one belief that was created in that moment consecrated and disguised itself as truth. And so the conversation that we're going to be having today isn't to tell you that you need to feel differently. The conversation we're going to have today says, if you want to feel differently than you do, here is a way that you can work through this stuff. Now, the conversation I tend to have around emotions that people don't want to have is around anger. And that's because I wrote a book about it called Sacred Anger. And the downside to writing a book is that it becomes an initiation. So the two years that I spent working on sacred anger, I had to deal with so much fury. It's not even funny. In sacred anger, there is a chapter that is dedicated to tools. And those tools are like, hey, you have this shitty feeling. 
boom, here are 800,000, okay, maybe not 800,000, here are a lot of different ways that you can resolve that and work through it and transmute it and whatnot. And this is not tools. Uh, What we're talking about today is just a shift in how we see the world and shift in our perception and some questions. So let's talk about it. When we have a hurt that has happened on whatever scale that it's happened, but we're going to talk for like small and medium hurts, we're not talking big T trauma. When we have a hurt that has happened, we are going to have different things that are going to amplify or reduce how that experience felt. So for instance, if you fell off your bike and you skinned your knee and you did it you know, off on your own, you might have some stories around loneliness or around riding your bike being dangerous. And that's going to create a particular type of trauma within us. However, same experience, but you do it in front of your crush or you do it in front of a group of people and they make fun of you and they point and they laugh. Well, now we're adding shame into the mix. And that same experience with that tiny little twist is going to have a totally different experience. Now consider those two things, falling off a bike, skinning your knee. But instead of being a child, imagine doing it in your 30s. Like it becomes less of a big deal because we've learned control over our emotions. We've learned perspective. We actually have like a scale and a scope of what we find to be embarrassing and what we can tolerate. And that scope definitely expands as we have more life experience, because when we're children or when we're teenagers, everything is the end of the world, right? We don't have a lot of experience to compare things to. And so all of our hurt is amplified when we're younger. Now, the downside to this, too, is that when we have these stories that get created in those moments of hurt, they are being amplified through the lens of the version of you that experienced it. And so if you were, you know, eight years old and you skinned your knee in front of your crush, you're going to feel that very differently than being 35 years old, skinning your knee in front of your crush. They're very different experiences because you aren't the same person. But when we are the 35-year-old who maybe didn't fall off their bike, but had that eight-year-old experience, they might actually be afraid to go on a group bike riding trip because what if they fell and skinned their knee in front of their crush? So it becomes this limiting thing. Instead of it just being an event that happened as a kid, it can sometimes then forge into us as a fear or a limitation or a block to something that we might otherwise want to do. So we hold on to these stories from our younger self, from this past version of us who didn't have the same kind of tools and resiliency that we have as adults. And we are maybe remembering it with a different magnitude because it's coming from that younger place. And it starts to create blocks and barriers for us to do things in our adult lives. Now, if we had the tools to be able to separate those emotions where we could actually just look straight at the facts of what happened, it would become a lot easier. And I'm not talking about thinking your way through your feelings. I'm talking about being able to experience your feelings as they are instead of having them be extra charged with other things that you've experienced with where it happened in your life and so on. So here are the three parts. We have the facts, the feelings, and the story. The facts are exactly that. They are the things that took place. So let's use the example of falling off your bike and skinning your knee in front of your crush. For whatever reason, that is the metaphor we're playing with today. In that story, when we break that down, here's what we've got. I was riding my bike. I fell off my bike. I fell off my bike in front of my crush. I skinned my knee 
I cried. There isn't any, I mean, it sounds almost like serial killer-ish because it's so like cold and calculating, but there isn't any charge because what we're doing is just listing off the events. But what ends up happening is we don't live life one-dimensionally like that. We aren't just walking facts. We have emotions that we experience as we go about our day. So we have the feelings that happen. I was riding my bike. I fell off. I was really embarrassed. Then I looked up and I saw my crush was there and I was completely mortified. And also, my knee really hurt. So I was in physical pain. I didn't want to ask for help because I was feeling really ashamed. And now you have all these stories. And now suddenly, the events of hurting yourself, which are bad enough on their own, have now been amplified by all of the emotions that have been taking place. And when you have those two things together, we have the story. And the story is the part that imprints itself on our memories. It's the thing that imprints ourselves eventually on how we see the world and how we see ourselves and what we believe to be safe and how we relate to other people. And again, we're not trying to say that what happened to you wasn't shitty. What we're saying is it is made shittier because we've blended the events that took place with how they made you feel. Now, both of these things, these aspects of the story, they are both true. But what we're talking about is when we have the story that is then starting to get in the way of living the life we want to live, it becomes how can we separate them so that we can heal our hearts? Because the facts of the event, they're gone now. That was in the past, long ago, it's over. But the feelings are the parts that are really anchored in. Those are the things that we're still holding on to. And we want to get to this place where we are mending our hearts. Now, bad things are going to happen on varying scales, of course. But we came into life at this time for a reason. Our soul created a lesson plan and it said, hey, these are the things that I need to learn for my expansion and my growth and my enrichment. And 2022, 2023, whatever it is that you're hearing this, like that is the time to do it. It's why we incarnated into our particular bodies in our particular socioeconomic situations. And even the place in the world that we landed, even the parents that we were given, we chose that. This is the life that we chose. Again, not from a victim blaming place. The reason I mention it is this, there are going to be hard times. It's inevitable. It's part of the lesson plan. It's part of what we came here to do. And sometimes, particularly when we know we have this urge to be able to expand in new ways of being and we're stuck and we can't, that's when we know we have to do this different assignment. So yes, we've had the assignment of whatever happened in that story that took place and the growth opportunities within it to you know, experience being a human in a difficult or challenging time. But also, we have this opportunity to separate it, to actually deepen our learning because we're starting to heal the things that are happening underneath. And this is particularly important because oftentimes we catch ourselves in repeating patterns. I can't tell you how many times I dated the same dude in a different body because I had a particular lesson that I needed to work out. And I was really drawn to this archetype, this type of person, because that was the work that I had to do. That's why when I married my wife, my marriage was so completely contrast to every relationship I'd ever had before, because I had integrated that lesson and now it was time to move on to something else. And so when we are both limited by the stories that we're holding on to and we catch ourselves repeating the same lessons in different ways, we then want to be able to do this work. 
think of it as like an extra credit assignment in earth school where we're not just having the experience and growing from it, but then being able to do the sort of dissection that happens afterwards where we can recognize like, yes, this was bad and these feelings made it worse. And what do I need to do to tend to my heart so that those feelings are healed? So that that part of me that created this story that is currently limiting the way that I want to show up in my life, how do I heal that within myself? Because it's really hard to be able to do both. It is really hard to be able to up-level and scale and grow into these new expansive ways of being and still hold on to the fears of limiting beliefs and the heartache that kept you at your current place. And you didn't come here to stay where you are. That's why you're listening to this show in the first place. So let's do it. Let's do the questions. Let's ask ourselves, like, okay, what actually happened? How did that make me feel? What did it teach me? Where is this coming up in my life still? And what can I do about it? What can I do about it is so key because oftentimes the things that we're holding on to made us feel small, made us feel powerless. And being able to just shift that conversation so you can say, actually, this is the one thing that I can do right now can really take away the sting and the charge. And when you look back at those things after you've done this type of healing, you don't forget them. Obviously, they still took place and, you know, you're just going around with your memory as it is. But they don't have the same charge. They don't piss you off or make you cry when you just think about it. They are... It's almost easier to look back on them. And then you can actually deepen the learning from that place as well. Because if there are any other lessons that were lingering there, but they were too hard to look at because the emotions were running too high, well, now you have a new tool. Now you have a new way of being able to engage with your past. Now, again, at the end of the day, you do you feel it all. Honestly, I don't want you to try to intellectualize it because if you try to think your way through your feeling, you're going to get stuck too. And the whole point to our conversations is to step into a space of like soul level liberation. So we're not going to try to bypass it with the head. We're going to be in the heart. We're just going to deepen our understanding of what that means. And it's actually a really big part of the work that we do in Ignite the Lit Up You. My group coaching program is designed to be these questions and inquiries and also these really beautiful life-changing, transformative, guided experiences where you are able to tap into these parts of you. Because maybe you don't have the questions initially that you want to ask to be able to make these distinctions or to liberate yourself. Maybe you need someone to just like give you a little nudge in the right direction so you can have your own ahas because you're holding the wisdom within you. Sometimes you just need someone to like shine the light, turn it on in the darkness. And that is some of the work that we do together in Ignite. It is one of my favorite things to do in my job because I get to facilitate these beautiful circles. And we do have a fall cohort that is going to be beginning in October. I would absolutely love to see you there. Don't forget, if you head to the show notes, there is a special price that is listed. And it would be really great to have you be part of this community, to have more souls doing this work and really committing to their expansion, committing to their growth, and really stepping into their most liberated ways of being. Because you deserve for it to be easy. You deserve to not be held back. You deserve to soar. 
That's it for this episode. Thanks for spending this time with me. Make sure to stay in touch between episodes by following me on Instagram. I'm at Serena Myers. If this episode inspired you or you want to support the show, please give it a share to your favorite peeps and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. I'll see you next time.